We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Helton. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Tuesday, December 19th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. Um, Jake Latarski is with me today. We talk free agents every Tuesday. Um, how you doing? How is, how's your fantasy football playoff status? You know, it's okay. I've, I've got a championship game in a 16-teamer and a third-place game uh, that fortunately I get Ezekiel Elliott back. So that's where I'm sitting right now. Uh, a couple of, Alive in a couple leagues and, of course, still fighting for points in our office stake league. How about you, John? Um, so I had two, I mean, I'm in five leagues, I guess. Um, MFL was mediocre. Fishbowl, not great. Um, the two big leagues that I, for me, I, I'm in one final coming up this week. And the other one, I posted the fourth highest score of the season in the league this week. And I lost. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, the Monday other, night, the Monday other guy night had woes. Devontae Freeman last night. That didn't help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sterling Shepard, that didn't help. I mean, I had a lot going on. I was excited. My team lit it up. Did you have Gurley or went against Gurley? I did. In this case, there was no Gurley involved. No Gurley involved. No. That was the story of the fantasy playoffs, really. Did you have Gurley or did you go against Gurley? You know, I, I won against Gurley in the league that I'm in the final. Mm-hmm. It, I did see that in one of my leagues that happened in a semifinal where yeah. a guy somehow won. Um, the, the guy who had Gurley also had Antonio Brown in mm-hmm. mind. So that, you know, kind of, they yeah. kind of balanced they, they each other out each other then, yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, the one last night I was so happy. Mike Evans even, I had Mike Evans last night and he helped. You know, he actually well, did something for a change. Mm-hmm. I benched Evans in favor of Marquise Goodwin, which actually I ended up doing that. I know we were talking about that last week. Yep. And I ended up saying, you know what? Screw it, Mike Evans. And, I mean, Marquise Goodwin did score more points than him, so I guess it was worth it. I know I was torn on it last week. Yeah, I wound up playing both of them in this league. Anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm a little – I mean, the thing is that I ran into a buzzsaw. I ran into the best team in the league, and I knew I needed a big one. But he he posted the highest score of the season. I think, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot you can do about that for sure. You know, and, and then you sit there. You, you got any of those leagues where you were knocked out of the playoffs last week and your team managed to score, you know, 180 points this week? Yeah, you hate those, right? Yeah, They're that's the really worst. annoying. <laughs> All right, enough about us and our yes. leagues. But last night, um, 
trying to think of anything else was notable. We talked about Mike Evans coming back from the dead. Um, I mean, Doug the Martin, Martin scratched. Active. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, weird. quite notable. So, I mean, Peyton Barber, I guess, comes into play if you have to. Yep. Um, Julio Jones is the most frustrating person in fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very boomer bust. If you you got you got to deal with these weeks if you want to get the forty point weeks, but it's been more of these weeks this the, year. The thing, Julio, we're, I'm at the point with Julio Jones where going into next year, you say, is he is he a first round pick again? Yes, right. Yeah, I'd say mid to late first round. Okay, I just want to pull up the actual overall numbers so I can have a frame of reference. So yeah, so Julio's, yeah, of course, sorry. That was, a, that was a dumb question on my part. Three touchdowns, but 76 catches for 1,215 yards. So he's going to finish the season with something like close to, four, you know, 13 to 1,400 and, and 85 catches. And I'm going to be sitting there next year when his time comes around in the draft and I'm going to go, do I really want this guy? Like, I, I hate watching him. You know, yes, I hate, it's incredibly I hate frustrating. the box scores every week. I hate that. It's so boom or bust, and I know the booms make you win weeks. And, mm-hmm. you know, the touchdown regression will come, and he won't score three or four again. He'll probably score eight or nine or ten. Yeah. But I watch the, you watch the guy every week. You go, oh, God, I can't stand watching this guy. I can't yeah, stand it, the, the numbers brutal. he puts up for you because it's annoying. I mean, the, the 12, 253 and two week that he had, I mean, that accounts for, I, I don't, I didn't do the math before the show, but that's like 15 to 20% of his entire season right. of fantasy production in one week. Yeah, this is, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I understand how good, I understand in real life how good he is, and it is not all his fault that the numbers are inconsistent, but they just are. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. He's, he's so frustrating. And, it's, and it sounds weird for a guy who we're going to be looking at at the end of this year, we're going to say, wow, over the last, you know, four seasons, he has 6,000 yards, and I'm sitting here bitching about him. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it, what it feels like. You know, you complain about the lack of double-digit touchdowns. It's happened just once in his career, but I guess you can expect that as the norm now. Yeah, 16 yards of catch. I mean, the guy's a stud, but, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. All right, enough complaining about Julio Jones. If you want to compl- And if you want to complain about my complaints about Julio Jones, you can tweet me at jhoppin37. You can tweet Jake at jakeski52 or get us at Rotowire, and you can follow our news feed at Rotowire NFL. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about the Week 16 schedule Coming up, what you've got, remember, no Thursday games. You've got nope. two Saturday games, Colts-Ravens 4.30, Vikings-Packers at 8.30. You mm-hmm. have no Sunday night game, but you have two Monday games. You have Steelers-Texans, Raiders-Eagles. Yep. Are you a, Monday's uh, Christmas Day, so it's uh, it's double duty then. Yeah. What were you going to ask? You, you, your lineup will be set most likely on Sunday. You, uh, you Most of you won't be making late swaps on Monday. You might, but mm-hmm. you know, you'll probably be doing it by Sunday or Saturday afternoon in a lot of cases. Um, are you a Christmas Day football watcher? I am a football watcher all the time. It doesn't matter what day it is. I'm actually going to go to Lambeau uh, for that 23rd game on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Might see Brett Hundley now that the Packers are out of playoff contention. I guess we'll see. I mean, I feel like they should just let Rodgers make up his mind if he wants to. But he did take a beating against the Panthers. And then I most definitely will be a Christmas Eve, Christmas Day football watcher, whatever whatever happens. I mean family's full of football fans so you know it'll definitely be around in the background at the very least yeah i was telling derek yesterday we have kind of a big blowout at our house on christmas eve and um you know i mean we i might literally have 60 70 people and um i know the tv is going to be on because we're going to start it up at about 5 30 6 o'clock and we've got mm-hmm. three games so we're going to be red zoning and, and the thing is my dad will be here and the giants will be on so there is no questioning the fact that <laughs> the TV still, still keeping that enthusiasm dinner. for the giants oh, he's never gonna miss it this is a yeah. guy I'll only tell one story in the late 19, actually early 1960s. My dad's sister, my aunt Peggy was, was engaged and she was going to get married and she scheduled the wedding for like, I don't have the year and exact date, right? But I'm going to approximate, let's say it's 1962. And she goes, Oh, Johnny, I'm going to, you know, the wedding, we're going to schedule the wedding for December 29th. (laughs) My dad looked at his sister and went, that's the day the NFL championship gave him not going. (laughs) <laughs> oh boy yeah yeah that's the extreme right there <laughs> and i think they wound up changing the date because he convinced her that other people would go on okay it was ridiculous <laughs> but, yeah well you know, i mean you don't want your you don't want to have your wedding and then have like a sideshow the tv the whole time you know yeah so anyway so at the very least you can accommodate the people right he's yes and he's hardcore he's 83 years old and whether they're 11 and 2 or 2 and 11 he's not you know there's no budging on that stuff which is great uh, i love it but um right on diehards yeah, even though it's going to be them at Arizona in some ridiculous game that no one cares about except, you know, me and him and a bunch of people in New York. Um, 
All right. So you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. We will yes. find out soon. We are recording this Tuesday. Right now I'm talking at 11.15 Eastern on Tuesday. We don't know Aaron Rodgers' status, but with Packers eliminated, you would, we, we tend to think, do you think at this point, I mean, it might be moot by the time people listen to it. Do you think they will yank him or do you think they'll play him or are you not sure? It's one of those things where my heart, because I'm going, says I want to see him play at least a couple series, uh, you know, just, just to be there and see him again this season. Cause you know, the last game I went to was a Hundley game and, but my head says, you know, as, as a, as a hopefully, you know, good thinking Packer fan that, you know, you should probably just let him rest up, heal up and get ready for next year. Cause that's what it's all about at this point. Okay. So if they go with, let's say you, you got a Rogers owner here. And he was mm-hmm. excited that he played Rodgers. And, my, and had, he had put up a good fantasy day even with the three interceptions on Sunday. Mm-hmm. You got someone who's a Rodgers owner. If Rodgers does not play, where do you go? Where do you go? I mean, I, you have to start at the top of the list. And I, didn't, I did not expect to see Nick Foles throw four touchdowns last week. I just uh, – that, that, that was a little bit shocking for me. Even against the Giants who are, have been a very, very friendly matchup to quarterbacks the last couple of weeks. Uh, I guess you kind of have to look there first if – the Wentz owner didn't go ahead and snatch him up already. So that's absolutely one option that you have to. Uh, and then, of course, I was high on Jimmy Garoppolo last week. And if you bought into that, I didn't screw you completely because he still threw for 380 yards. Yeah, but, uh, he wasn't. He wasn't quite foals. But however, Jimmy Garoppolo has the Jaguars this week. So that gets to be a very challenging to think about starting him. Whereas Foles uh, gets the Raiders and, uh, you know, the Raiders, I think, are technically still alive somehow. Barely. So it'll be a somewhat competitive game, but, you know, Foles and that offense seem to be rolling. Anyone complaining about Jimmy Garoppolo can just shut up because the guy threw 300 for 381 yards. So, yes. you know, come on, people. Um, okay, but Foles, it does. I mean, I looked at this. When you look at the stat line, he threw four touchdowns. He threw for 237. The yards per attempt, not so great. I know they've got the nice matchup, but any hesitation thinking that maybe it, it was a little fluky? Yeah, I mean, I th- I don't expect him to for, for, throw for four touchdowns again. Right. It, you know that that's definitely you know. A, but but two hundred yards and two touchdowns is a reasonable place to look for. Uh, you know, a backup uh, quarterback at this point if you're looking for you know kind of a streamer option. That's fair. Um, yeah, he he's I I actually had him in the league I was mentioning earlier. I had him on the bench. I wouldn't have won anyway. But uh, I I had I picked him up when I lost Wentz, and I had mm-hmm. uh, and and I had played Kirk Cousins. But yeah, Foles is. I mean, he's twenty seven percent owned on Yahoo. If I mean, no, no argument here if he's your guy. Um, Jimmy G, you mentioned he has got I'm just trying to check his ownership level. Where are you, Jimmy G? There he is. Thirty percent. But he's playing the Jags at home. So that's yeah. a, that's a rough spot. You probably want to say, I mean, Shanahan's been incredible with those guys this year. But you get to a point where, I mean, the Jags, you can't start anybody there's very few people that are matchup prone outside of maybe like a healthy antonio brown and some of the backs that are in the top three but this is definitely something we're gonna have to watch for next year you yeah. know even early on we're not gonna forget about what this jaguars defense has been able to do this year um uh the denver quarterbacks playing you know probably don't want him like as you said in your notes but uh mm-hmm. Pat, looks like paxton lynch is gonna start at washington um guys mm-hmm. i want to mention andy dalton's bad as he's been the last couple of weeks they're playing at detroit and looking at the numbers over the past six weeks, the Lions have been the fourth most permissive team against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Actually, it's not. Is it at Detroit or is it at Cincinnati? It's it's at Cincinnati. Okay. But to be honest, John, that doesn't matter too much to me. It does, don't, the Bengals not seem like they've thrown in the towel on the year. We know Marvin Lewis isn't coming back. It's a lost season. I, I just don't. I, I know these guys are you know professionals and you get to hear those cliches all the time, but I, I don't see the Bengals performing you know, a whole lot. Like I'm even starting AJ green, like I'm going to, but I don't feel great about it, especially after last week. And I know we had the Xavier Rhodes kind of shut down last week. So that's tough, but I just, I'm, I'm not, I, I look at some of those other options that you list here, as opposed to someone like Dalton. Um, the other ones that we listed here, um, Joe Flacco is at home against the Colts. The Colts have been, you know, not so great against the past. They've actually settled down numbers wise over the last handful of weeks, but um, they're, they're still certainly beatable. Mm-hmm. And Flacco, the, the numbers have stepped up on. I'm going to pull them up right yeah. now. I mean, no, just, I've got them up right here. Go ahead. I mean, looking at Flacco of late, in the last three weeks, he's thrown for 269 or more yards in each of those games, and he has five touchdowns and one interception combined over the last three weeks. So he's been surprisingly competent, given you know the struggles early on in the season. Of course, those struggles didn't prevent the Ravens from winning necessarily. But, I, I mean, Flacco's been competent, and you get a decent matchup here against the Colts. The, the Ravens want to solidify playoff seeding, so... 
here we are. Okay. Um, other ones, let's see. I mentioned Dalton. He's 51% on Flacco's 18. Drew Stanton at 1% against the Giants. I think I'll pass, even though it's against the Giants. Yeah, even if it's the kind of thing where you do like the, you know, like a one dollar, uh, what is it called? The squib on FanDuel where you, you, right. want, you want to throw like a contrarian strange lineup out there. Maybe throw a Stanton Fitzgerald stack and then you can go ahead and, and load your lineup with Gronk, Bell, Gurley, you know, whatever, whatever it takes from there. All right. One other guy I want to mention. Um, we talked about the teams. Let's say last six weeks. Mm-hmm. Packers have been the worst fantasy defense against opposing quarterbacks. The second worst has been the Panthers. Um, Jameis is higher than our normal threshold, but he's 54% ownership. And in three games since he's been back, the numbers have been strong. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm tempted. I, I would, if I lost Rodgers, okay, I'll, let me ask you this. Like I said, threshold aside, if you lost Rodgers, would you be targeting Foles or Jameis? I would go Jameis over Foles. Okay. I think it's a, I, I think it's a little bit, I just, there's more, I've seen more and I know more about Jameis and he played pretty well last night, you know, against a decent Atlanta defense, you know, throwing for 303 touchdowns, eight and a half yards per attempt is okay. I, I would go to, I would go to Jameis cause he seems to be starting to get rolling. I know it's, you know, towards the end of the year and, and they're out of, well out of playoff contention, but I, Jameis would come ahead to Foles by a little bit for me this week. Yeah, Jameis averaging 285 in his three games since back from injury, and he's got seven touchdowns mm-hmm. against two interceptions. Um, yeah. And did he fumble last night? He did fumble, but he didn't lose it. <laughs> he always fumbles. <laughs> no interceptions, though. So, <laughs> no. you know, that one will take after the week before. Seven, eight. I'm trying to count his fumbles on the year. Twelve fumbles this season. Four lost. Um, all right, so your, your top guy, let's, say, let's take Jameis out because of the threshold. Um, Foles is your top mm-hmm. guy, clearly. Okay. Yeah, it'll be it'll be, it'll be Foles and then probably Flacco next, and then after that, man, you know, I, I don't even want to good-heartedly recommend any of those other players. I'm trying to think anyone you anyone you'd want to bench here. I'm looking at the at the defenses that have been good. What about Cousins against the Broncos at home? That you know you could do that. I actually have a Cousins or a Mariota situation here, and uh, you know Mariota was I think, a little bit better last week, but. He scored more fantasy points than Cousins last week, and but he's got the Rams too. So I don't know. That's really tough. I'm not, that, that'll be one where I don't necessarily like to pick one of those guys up off the wire and throw them in over words, but it, it'll be a coin toss for me. Yeah, I have the one final that I mentioned them in. I have Cousins as my quarterback, and I've liked him all year, but I'm thinking about uh, I'm, I'm going to survey the landscape here. But I think Foles yeah. is taken. So, all right. Um, running backs, um, guys, we, we can drop some Cowboys. Zeke's back. Yes, finally get Zeke back. You know, just in time for those third place games. I saw I saw a tweet about that the other day, and I could very much relate. Like, oh, I'm glad I get to have Zeke back for all these third place games. Um, the guys we talked about, who we mentioned last week, Peyton Barber had a decent night last night. Caught three passes, which was good. He's thirty four percent owned. Um, Wayne Gallman. It's interesting. Darkwa got the touchdown for the Giants, but Gallman was better again. And you wonder how much work he's going to get over uh, this week, Gallman. The last two weeks, he's caught 13 passes. Mm-hmm. And he's dominated the snap count. You know, maybe not dominated is the right word, but, you know, he had 36 snaps compared to Vereen's 31 and Dark was 22 last week. Yeah. Week before, he had 37 compared to Vereen's 24 and Dark was 19. So you like the trajectory where that is heading for sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, Gallman, not great, but um, and the matchup's not terrific for mm-hmm. a running back. Let me take a look at that one real quick. Yeah, I'm actually seeing if he's available in my keeper league right now, because if I can get him for nothing, I'm going to very much like that for next year. Right. Um, yeah. The the Cardinals top half of the league against fantasy running backs over the last six weeks or so. Um, all right. The Patriots. Um, Rex Burkhead's probably not going to play. I think sprained knee. Mm-hmm. They're hoping he's back for the playoffs. They seem optimistic, but that doesn't help you for fantasy week 16. Anybody and probably not for week 17 either. Um, you, you would think heavy workload for Dion Lewis. That's first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely number one. Do you speculate on on either Gillisley or James White? There's not, an, you know, I, I noted it in these notes, but there's not enough there yet to suggest that they're suddenly going to, um, you know, break out and have these awesome games. Like I think White would benefit more from Burkhead because of the pass catching. Right. Uh, he'll 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 be more of the pass catching back, and I don't know I. 
you know, Gillis Lee's like a long Hail Mary type shot, but uh, yeah. it's really going to be Deion Lewis that absorbs most of that, I would guess. Right. Like ba- basically those two guys on the Patriots, if it was week eight and you knew Burkhead was going to be out for a while, you could speculate on one of them now for week 16. I mean, there's just it's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next guy. Oh, so Kerwin Williams, the, the, the workload has been there. However, uh, he got hurt the other day. Quad, I think. Um, let me check that. Come on, Kerwin. That up here. Yeah. What's going on? Kerwin Williams quad injury, which is why Elijah Penny. And by by the way, Elijah Penny. How do you spell this guy's name? I I can't. Are there three eyes? It's some. It's some crazy. It's it's well the J with the dots throw you off. It's E L I J H A A. I think it's E L I I J H A A. I'm squinting at my screen unless we, unless we have that wrong in our database. I'm only seeing one eye, but you know who, who knows a lot of, a lot of dots in a row right there. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't want to look at it. I don't want to type it, but we can talk about him. Um, mm-hmm. If if you found out that that Kerwin Williams was not going to play, and your league was on the deep side of things, you could consider this one. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, mean I don't know. Oh. I don't know anything about Elijah Penny. No, but would you go to DJ Foster before Elijah Penny? He had 33 snaps last week. Kerwin had 31. Elijah had 21. But I think Elijah Penny played more after more touches? got hurt. Penny okay. was the guy. Was the, I mean, and, and the Rotowire player play said operate as the lead back. That's so, very much, I don't know. That's just very much a crapshoot. You can't even touch that in a deep league. Yeah. So you just you, don't know. Uh, you think you're right. I mean, it would depend on your situation. You'd have, you'd have to be in dire straits to, to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be it would be tough. Uh, I mean, yeah, you're you're right. It was uh, it was Penny that got you know the ten carries afterwards. So I guess he would be the guy. All right, the other ones I wanted to mention: um, Jonathan Stewart's a shade over fifty percent. He's home against Tampa Bay. Uh, Gio Bernard forty seven percent. Gio Bernard is with Mixon out. Gio Bernard is is solid. Mm-hmm. He's he's home against Detroit, which is not. And I mean, over against running backs over the last six weeks, they're the they ranked twenty ninth. They've actually given up seven rushing touchdowns, um, 664 yards to opposing running backs over the last six games. Hmm. So you can make an argument for Geo. And actually, I want to check one thing real quick. I know everybody loves listening to me type and research things, but um, we, we, we just don't know about – we don't know about Mixon. Mixon's not on IR yet, right? Uh, no, not that I know, but, but, but I, what I was looking up here is that Geo Bernard is 6,000 on FanDuel. So you know, it could be another nice value play if, of course, Mixon – is out. Of course, they. He doesn't look like he's on IR yet, but he has been downgraded to. Or I guess that was last week. He's he missed the game against the Vikings. I guess we don't know for sure that he'll be out against Detroit. So something to stay tuned to RotoWire.com for. Right. And and as far as the we we don't know how Geo's. I mean, role wise, we know he's the guy. We don't know how his production will change if they're actually in a competitive game because the last two weeks they've gotten the the crap kicked out of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, as you said, so. but um, last two weeks, seventeen touches. 17 touches each. I know the game against the Bears, he got all of his catches. He got six receptions. They were all in the second half when they were down by, you know, 20 points or whatever it was. Yeah. Well, so. well to be fair, they were, uh, they were in, they were blown out last week by Minnesota, of course, but Gio Bernard had 49 snaps. And the only other back I got here is Brian Hill with five snaps. Right. So I, even in a blowout, you'd think at least Gio's going to be on the field and a blowout might even favor PPR more regardless of, you know, who, who's a quarterback for him. Yeah. All right, who, who's top of your list? The guys here we're talking about, we got guys in the Patriots, we got Gallman, we got Peyton Barber, we got the Cardinals, we got Geo. Who, who's, who's one and two for you? I mean, Peyton Barber would, I guess, be number one. Um, I, I want to sneak James White in there at number two, but he's 51%, so I don't know if you'll let me slide with that. I guess Gallman would be two then. I'll let you slide with that. All right. I'll be nice about that. I did I did actually just pick up Gallman in that keeper league that I mentioned because I, I put a claim for him for zero dollars because – you know, who knows? I get a couple keepers and, you know, some of them aren't, aren't working out well and some of them are too high priced. So, you know, who knows? Maybe he dominates next year. Right. And by the way, matchups, if, you, if you're playing the matchup game, the the stingy the um, defenses against running backs lately have been the 49ers have been the stingiest over the last uh, the five over the last six weeks. Um, they, they would get put it this way. If you if you have if Leonard Fournette is back, you're certainly playing him. If for some reason Fournette's out again and you have the Ivory Yeldon thing, I think you're probably going to want to avoid in that matchup. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it is a tough matchup. I picked up Yeldon was actually the guy I just dropped to, uh, you know, pick up Gallman. But uh, Gall or Yeldon, I, I picked up, you know, thinking maybe Fournette was going to be hurt, but I still didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have the confidence to play him. So, right. okay, back to the right over. FanDuel is fantasy football for everyday fans with new contests starting every week and no busted seasons. There's something for everyone with lots of contests to choose from starting at just a dollar. Pick a contest, choose your team, and watch your score real time. Um, what do you got this week? Who's your early? I'm looking at the Sunday Million right now. Um, so now this is going to leave out the two Saturday games and the two Monday games, remember. Who are you liking on Sunday? Who's, who's jumping out at you? I'm going to want to get a piece of that Falcon Saints game because yeah. I think that's it's going to be expensive, but I'm pretty sure that one's going to check in with the highest over under here uh, of the day. So, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, Drew Brees, his price has fallen down. A little. I mean, he's still at the third highest price quarterback. Matt Ryan checks in pretty cheap at seventy seven hundred. Could be a decent matchup. I like loading up on the indoor games here at this time of year just so there's no no weather risk at all because it's about to get real cold. Or might see some precipitation this week, so it's starting to get important to watch the weather. Okay. Um, who am I looking at here? I wonder if um, Russell Wilson's the most expensive guy on there. You, you, you always want the guy who, the good player who just had the bad game, so that mm-hmm. everybody hates him. But, but as Russell the most expensive, so expensive guy, yeah, yeah, there doesn't seem to be a whole lot there. I mean, I think a Carolina stack because uh, Cam Newton's the fourth expensive quarterback. He's been playing pretty well lately, and, and Tampa Bay has been. Surrendering. I mean, last night it was it was more Freeman that hurt Tampa Bay than anything else. But those Tampa Bay defenders were going down due to injury. So there's going to be a few of them at least showing up on the injury report. And you can get a uh, you know, speaking of guys that had pretty quiet last week's that could step up. I mean, Devin Funches is seven thousand. Yep. Or you could look back to Greg Olson because Olson against the Packers, he came alive in Olson sixty six hundred when normally a healthy Olson's right at the top of that tight end list in the eight thousands. OK, I, I'm kind of liking the idea of uh Robert Woods here at Tennessee, sixty six hundred. I mean, he seems he seems to be Jared Goff's favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he's healthy and he's around, it's right. the Robert Woods show. All right, um, all right. Who else did you list here? So, yeah, which Steeler do you go for with Antonio out? Do you go Bryant or Juju? You know, I think they're both very capable of big games, and I think I would just take the uh, the cheaper priced one. Um, but for whatever reason, they're not uh, in the slate that I'm looking oh, at that's right Monday. now. That's right. Sorry, yeah, I was thinking Monday. regular yep. fantasy, and I could ask you that later. But um, yeah, that's right. They're off. They're they're off this board. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, I'm trying to think of what else. Can I, tight ends. Who's cheap? Who's cheap that we like? Who plays the Giants? <laughs> Ricky Seals Jones plays the Giants. Oh boy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can get him for five thousand on Fanduel if you really want to play that game. But yeah, you know, again, you don't do that in any kind of cash game for sure. My man Eric Ebron is fifty two hundred again. Well, he's the same price as Ricky Seals Jones, mm-hmm. and Ebron had another pretty nice week last he week. Sure did. He sure. I had him going, rolling in one league, and I almost picked him up in another. But I had Marvin Jones, and I didn't want to put them both in the same lineup. Mm-hmm. I saw my my dad started him in a league just because in a dire tight end situation, and he's advancing to the championship game in that league. Nice. So you know, Ebron effective enough. Yeah, he's fine. All right, folks, over two and a half million players won a cash prize playing on FanDuel. To take advantage of our special offer for new users, sign up today at FanDuel.com slash RW. You'll get a free six-month RotoWire subscription plus a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million, which offers more than one million in cash prizes, and that's with your first deposit on FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash RW. Void where prohibited. Good luck in the Sunday Million, everybody. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash RW. Wide receivers. So we talked, I want to ask you that question. So Antonio Brown, I mean, literally, you can drop him. If you're in a week 16 championship, you can drop him. I mean, he's not playing. Mm-hmm. He but not yeah, play. might as well. So, so you go. So in season long, is it Juju or Bryant? In season long, if you're, if you're going out there with the title on the line, you know, I, I said for daily, I'd take the cheaper one and hope for the explosion. But in season long, you have to go with Juju, I think, because of the snap count. You know, Juju's 66 snaps, Bryant 36 snaps. And of course, Bryant will get... Uh, a good amount of work here, but I feel like, um, you know, and the other tough part is they got, they got an equal amount of targets. So Brian's more of the the big play kind of touchdown long play type of guys where Juju's more like Antonio Brown in a sense where he could have a big PPR day helping to move the chains and, and maybe bust off one of those big plays as well in season long. I think they're both excellent plays. I think you could argue wide receiver two for both of them. I mean, Steelers need to solidify playoff seating and the Texans have been just, horrific against uh, opposing quarterbacks and wide receivers lately. 
All right. And, and just so to, for, for background on that, um, Juju's 86% owned on Yahoo and Brian's 57. So you're probably not going to get Juju. You might be able to get Martavis Bryant. You, you want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Other guys, we talked about Marquise Goodwin. That worked out real well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to continue to work out. He's going to climb his way up next year's draft boards towards the end of the season. Yeah. I mean, he's not a big, he's a little guy, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know Hold officially. On. You know, I didn't watch that. Uh, I didn't actually watch the Niners game this week. That was one that I did not see. Um, but he's 5'9". So, yeah, yeah. little guy. He's 5'9", he's 179. He's, he's a little fat. He's a little super fast guy. But Jimmy G mm-hmm. seems to like him. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the, you know, I mean, who the heck else is he going to throw to? That's on that the formula. Team? You know, yeah, you're not. I'm looking just reading the depth chart. Uh, Trent Taylor, Kendrick Bourne, Lewis yeah. Murphy, Eldrick Robinson. So. Right. So I mean, they'll probably get a receiver next year, um, mm-hmm. and whoever whoever their number one receiver is next year, the problem. I was going to say giddy up because he'll be in a great spot, but everybody's going to want him. Derek and I were talking yesterday about how Jimmy G is going to be. He's going to be the most annoyingly overhyped name. He's going to be this football. year's uh, the 2018 Mike Gillisley. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> or Christian McCaffrey, one or the other. Or Joe Mixon, <laughs> even. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. So, all right. We talked about D.D. Westbrook. That didn't work out because the, the Jaguars threw to a bunch of guys we never heard of. And yeah. to Tommy Bohannon and Keelan Cole got one and, and Jaden Mickens got two. It was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Jaden Mixon or Mickens sure can dance. <laughs> he sure can. All right. So uh, speaking of D.D. Westbrook, he's still 44% owned. Keelan Cole is 5% owned. Marquise Lee, not going to play. He hurt his ankle. So those PPR people who've been, you know, having sneaky Marquise Lee production aren't going to get it anymore. Are you interested in either of those Jags against the Niners? You know, based on the target distribution uh, on Sunday, I think you have to have some interest in Keelan Cole. He was targeted nine times. That's almost twice. I mean, even your Mickens had five targets. Yeldon had five targets. The rest of those guys. Didi only had two, which is a little bit concerning to me. I'm, I'm very confident in Didi's long-term outlook but as far as in the fantasy championship even as a wide receiver three that's probably a uh-uh for me but uh I, I guess Keelan Cole is the man I, I hate to base too much off of one game sample size but I mean follow the targets man well yeah but the, the game before Keelan Cole was actually decent right mm-hmm. yeah I mean he's been he's been effective so far in these fantasy playoffs probably not getting a ton of starts in the fantasy playoffs but why not ride that trade well yeah. you can three he's got touchdowns three weeks in a row um, the previous two weeks was three for 49 and one three for 99 and one. Cause he had that one big play for touchdown uh, against Seahawks and yeah, seven previous, for one, eight, six and one. The previous two weeks, you know, we could have written off as maybe a little bit fluky cause he was only targeted three times in each of those. Now to see the nine targets in this most recent week, that's what's encouraging. Right. Okay. Um, Keenan Allen got hurt. He had a back injury. Um, we, I don't believe we have any new news on Keenan Allen here. Uh, Monday, he think anything Lynn said. He thinks he's going to be fine. He missed part mm-hmm. of the game on Saturday night. Sounds sounds like he'll be okay. Um, if he's not, the Jets are coming to sit. Actually, the Jets are hosting the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So, any interest in any of the others? I mean, you mentioned Tyrell Williams in your notes. I'm I'm kind of lukewarm on that because I never know what that guy's going to do. Yeah, I'm lukewarm. But if if something does, you know, we'll get a better idea once the practice reports come out today and we see what exactly Keenan Allen is able to do. You know, if it's two days and and Keenan Allen hasn't been able to practice yet, then I would I would actually probably turn to Tyrell Williams because he's somebody that uh, you know has been right up there in in terms of snaps and that kind of thing all season long, and he does have a little bit of a big play upside. You know, I think you could maybe maybe bump Tyrell Williams. He had the most snaps out of anybody in that Saturday game. You know, with fifty three. Uh, you can maybe sneak him into wide receiver three slash four area. Okay. Um, so if Rodgers doesn't play for the Packers, like we're we're going to assume for now on Tuesday that Devontae Adams won't play. And maybe he will, and that's great. But if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's his second dreadful concussion of the year. Yeah. He, he got crushed in that Bears game when he was stopped, and then he got you know blindside cheap shot by Thomas Davis here. And yeah, I, I would be surprised if he plays. Okay. Who, who who do you want that's available on this uh, in the Packers receiving core? Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw that Jordy Nelson is stocks not going to be affected much, you know, whether who the quarterback is. I mean, yeah, there was a deep play that Rodgers missed him on that could have changed his stat line a lot. But uh, I guess the guy to look at, and I don't think there's really a ton of ownership at this point. I mean, Randall Cobb would be the guy, but um, otherwise, you know, Geronimo Allison is there. But, you know, especially after the fumble last week and and I don't know, I just wouldn't trust him in anything serious. I'm checking on Cobb's ownership percentage right now. 
Uh, it's 54%. So he's right around there with that Martavis Bryant threshold. I would probably prefer Martavis Bryant if you can get him, but you know, that's the level we're looking at here. Okay. Um, next guy I want to talk about, we talked about the other two Steeler receivers. The guy who's more available is, uh, is Eli Rogers. Uh, he's a slot guy. He, he's the type of guy who could, he could get six catches, but he could get one like he did two of the last three weeks. I don't mm-hmm. think I want to go that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he could be very easy. Six catches for 37 yards or something like that. That's a, a likely stat line for him. Right. Basically, he's going to even in PPR is going to be touchdown dependent, mm-hmm. I would say. OK, um, another guy you mentioned, you know, is Kendall Wright on the Bears. Speaking of PPR guys, I mean, not a huge ceiling, but they're at home against the Browns. The last two games, he's got 17 catches for 188 on 24 targets. I mean, mm-hmm. Trubisky's basically throwing to him all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's reasonable. And and the Browns' defense, that the their run defense at least, that was pretty good early on, has been fading a little bit uh, due to, due to injury. And uh, maybe they pound the ball to Jordan Howard in the game plan. We just we don't know for sure. But I mean, Kendall Wright, he's out there. You know, I, just in the interest of covering all of our bases, John, and and getting the deepest of formats. You know, he's someone that is probably available and has been seen modest production of late. Okay. Um, guy I wanted to mention is Mike Wallace. Um, we talked about the Ravens playing the Colts. Mike Wallace is 40% owned on Yahoo. Last four games, um, he's got 19 catches and he's averaging, let's see here, it's like 164, 236, uh, 325. So he's averaging over 80 yards a game and he's, and he's done that. He's got 33 targets over the last, uh, or 34 mm-hmm. targets over the last four games. I mean, he he's in play at this point, I would think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. basically since their bye week, he's had a relatively productive fantasy day every week and, and against the Colts. Uh, yeah, I think I'd go after him. All right, and the other one I wanted to bring up, I can't believe I'm doing this, but Roger Lewis on the Giants. And, and this is completely a volume thing because Roger Lewis on Sunday, in the last two games, 21 targets um, mm-hmm. and 11 catches. Now... This could mean, because of the way the Giants receiving core has been beaten up, this could mean he sees some Patrick Peterson, e. which would be bad. You sure that doesn't go to more to Shepard, though? I mean, I don't or know. know Shepard runs out of the slot sometimes, so I, I don't know. That's the thing. I don't, because, it, because there's not a true number one there for the Giants, even though Shepard got a huge volume last week, I don't know what it means. And it would scare me. To, to think about using, I mean, it was scary to think about using Roger Lewis anyway. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the one, the one encouraging thing is he's got 21 targets over the last two games and then he's, he's played a, you know, 81% or I'm sorry, 81 total snaps. Second to only Sterling Shepard last week. And he was second again the week before. So again, it's a volume thing, but man, you'd have to be really hard pressed to have to go in this direction. I, I had actually thought about it a little bit last week. You know, as the wide receiver three, when I was debating the merits of, okay, do I throw Doxson in this flex? Do I throw P. Ryan in this flex? Do I throw Yeldon in this flex? But uh, you'd, you'd be pretty hard pressed. Yep, I agree. All right, who's your, give me your top three wide receivers. If you, let's say you lost Antonio Brown or Adams and you want to pick someone up. Let's go Keelan Cole and Tyrell Williams. All right. And I can't get away with Bryant or Cobb. So I would guess Wallace would be three. I think that sounds good. I, I might go Wallace over all of them. Let me see if we're missing anybody that we haven't. Yeah, I think I'd yeah, go Wallace over all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's tough. I, I make a good point there. I, I, I will admit that I just kind of tossed Wallace at the end there because uh, he was at the bottom of the list. But um, No, I mean, Keelan Cole's been, I mean, they're playing the Niners. He, There's no yeah. Marquise Lee. I mean, I get it. Yeah, Keelan Cole's been consistent enough that I think well, – let's do it this way. I'll reorder it. We'll go, we'll go Cole, Wallace, and then Tyrell Williams. That's fine. Okay. Um, tight ends. Uh, last week we talked about Ebron. We're happy five for what? Five for 33 in a score. Mm-hmm. Um, Steven Anderson was useless. Jesse James. Yep. <laughs> Jesse James I mean, certainly can, was prominent. Yeah, yeah. He definitely had his name featured a lot, and I'm sure we could do a whole half hour on, on that whole situation. But, you know, in the end – the fantasy day, not much for you. Two for seven yards after the touchdown was taken away. Exactly. All right. So this week coming up, your miserable matchups. Like I, I'll, I'll give you one. I picked up Charles Clay for his matchup against the Dolphins, and it worked out pretty well. 
mm-hmm. in week 15. This week, he's playing the Patriots, who have literally been the toughest team lately against opposing tight ends. So Charles Clay would not would not be one of your streamers this week. No, he would not be. Um, you know, the next teams that on defense is the tough ones are the Vikings, the Jags, the Bucks. Um, so no no effect there. The Jags are playing against the Niners. No tight ends there. No tight ends mm-hmm. on the Packers that you want. Greg Olson, you're playing anyway, even against the Bucks. Um, matchup wise, so the Lions. The, the last again, I'm gonna, I'm just. Six weeks seems like a healthy sample. Mm-hmm. Last six weeks, the worst team against opposing tight ends has been the Lions. The opponent there is Tyler Croft, who who dropped a brutal pass the other day. It was like right in his hands. He was he was yeah. jumping up and down, asking Dalton to throw it him, and Dalton threw it him. And he just dropped it. And he was, anyway, um, Tyler Croft doesn't get enough looks. He's on the field, but mm-hmm. can't do that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a tough one. Ebron. Where are we here with Ebron? He's at Cincinnati and he's 43% owned. And I think he's a reasonable stream again this week. If you were in a spot where you had to stream Ebron last week, then I think you can be okay with um, streaming him again this week. You know, out of the guys that are less than 50% owned, he'd probably be my number one. But you mentioned someone else. You mentioned him earlier and you mentioned him in your notes. And he's playing our favorite uh, tight end punching bag, the Giants, Ricky Seals-Jones. He, he's, yeah, you, you go in there, even though we're still with him as he gets the he's hardly ever on the field. He actually got up to 30 snaps this week. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was because Jermaine Gresham, the Cardinals tight end, was held out. He was inactive with an illness. So mm-hmm. then Nicholas comes out, gets 79 snaps. Ricky Seals Jones gets 30 snaps, but the two of them are targeted the same amount of times. At least Gabe Holmes throws four in there. You know, must have came off the practice squad or something. But um just because of the matchup, you know, not because I, I'm suddenly crazy about Ricky Seals-Jones, but, it, you know, it could happen. You know, he's he's yeah. scored. He's been able to find the end zone multiple times. So there are there are, you know, a lot worse touchdown dependent options than RSJ. I wonder what happens with that with Stanton coming back to play quarterback. You know, because you never know if the tight, I mean, the, the, when the backup quarterback, he's the backup, yeah. that wasn't the backup. I don't know. But I think you're right. I think Seals Jones is a reason is a, is a reasonable option because he's a guy who, even if he gets on the field more, I don't know what Gresham's story is, but I mean, whenever Seals is on the field, they throw to him. Yeah. I mean, his, his snap count has been, before this past week, it was very low for three weeks. And he still got decent, he, he still got decent looks. Mm-hmm. So, um Otherwise, I mean, I mean just other than Larry Fitzgerald, I mean, it was it was him and Nicholas that got the most targets in that whole team. But again, different quarterbacks. So it's tough to trust right. the sample size. Um, the other ones here, Jesse James back on. I mean, he's still on the table. I mean, he's not mm-hmm. great. And, and Roethlisberger likes him in the red zone. Um, he got even though with the, you know, weird play. I mean, he got five targets, two for seven. So he didn't do much. I mean, yeah, that, that was, week before was, I mean, if, it, this is one of those things. If you're streaming tight ends, you never know what you're going to get. You, I can't, we can't guarantee mm-hmm. you five, four or five catches by any streaming tight end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, Charles Clay would be safe-ish. I, I mean, it's the Patriots, so and he's going to yeah. be around. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, if you ask me to rank him, it would still be Ebron number one followed by Ricky. I think I would too. And beyond that, I don't think there's anybody I want that badly. No, not so much. All right. Um, defenses. There's an obvious defense here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, stick with the theme all year. You know, I feel you know I've done the waiver wire podcast for, I think this is my fourth year doing it, and the theme hasn't changed. It's always pick on the Browns. Okay, I have a question for you. Now, yes. I, I I don't think that you can overthink when it comes to kickers and defenses. Anything's on the table. It's different than saying you know, hey, should I start this guy over Julio Jones? That you usually don't do. Kickers and defenses, mm-hmm. anything's on the table. I have a league. Where I have, I've been, when I'm in the finals, I've been riding the Jags defense all year. Mm-hmm. Would you rather play the Jags or the Bears? I would rather play the Jags. It's, it's not easy though, is it? It's not an it's easy not, choice. No, it's not easy because Jimmy Garoppolo has been playing well lately. And the Jags are on the road all the way in the West Coast where as the Bears are at, you know, they get a home game against, you know, probably the worst team or definitely the worst team in the league here. Let's not beat around the bush. Um, but still, the Jags are the highest scoring fantasy defense. The reason I play the Jags is because the pass rush gives bumps the floor up to give you sacks. And the 
you know, the, the likelihood of a turnover is probably more likely for the Bears, but the likely for a turnover with a big play, I feel like is more likely with the Jags. Okay. Um, yeah, you're probably right, but I got to tell you, I'm still debating. Yeah, it's one of those where you're going to be very tempted to tinker, but hands off. <laughs> and what, what I'm actually trying to do in this league, I'm trying to pick up the Bears defense anyway so that the other guy doesn't get them. Yeah, that's a good move for everyone. I don't know if we touched on that last week, but, you know, just as important, even if you're set with your team and your lineup, you know, just as important to listen to these shows and check out the waiver wire just to kind of block the other owner because maybe the other owner has scraped by to this point in the playoffs and has a hole on their team and you can help make it harder to fill that hole. Right. Absolutely. Because I'll tell you right now, I'm just going to go to it. I'm going to give you an example. The, The person I am playing against this week is he his defense right now is the saints who are playing the falcons so mm-hmm. if he if he doesn't go after the you, bears yeah. he's he's not paying attention mm-hmm. and yeah, i think I mean, he is he's in an, he's in a point where if it's a, i don't know if it's a fab money or a waiver claim situation but you use your top claim on the bears at this point or you use the rest of your fab money you can't take it with you absolutely yeah. So, all right. So hopefully he's not listening to this and hopefully you can get not. out ahead of him. <laughs> right. If he is, it's my own fault, but you know, oh, well. All right. Um, other ones that, that you mentioned, um, the Lions, they're 59% owned, so you might not be able to get them. They're playing against the Bengals. You're, you're basically so down on the Bengals that you think they're just, they're, they're rolling over. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it was the Vikings and I know it was a tough matchup last week, but you know, with the whole, with the, everybody is, you know, they're in a state where they're not sure what's going to happen next year. And it's just, that's just not a good recipe here for, you know, even if you're professionals in the national football, you got, yeah, I'd go after the, the lions and, and go for a couple of big plays there. But the other defense that I'm starting, starting to grow on me a little bit, um, is Washington. That pass rush has been, you know, exceptional lately. You know, they have their struggles on offense with their offensive line, you know, keep that aside. But Washington defense has been playing pretty well lately. And even though it looks like it's going to be Paxton Lynch, so there's a little bit of an unknown factor there, but I would be willing to bet that they, uh, they land home and sack the quarterback a couple times as Washington does. Yeah. That's, that's a, it's a nice matchup. Really nice matchup. Cause those, uh, I mean, yeah, they've been said what 12 sacks in the last four games. So, yeah, Redskins are bringing it that way. And Paxton Lynch on the road does not sound like a good option. Yeah, I got to tell you, I, I'm really I, – I have this feeling I'm going to tinker with my, that defense somewhere. And you, yeah. might, you might have to talk me out of it. I might have to call you on Friday and say, mm-hmm. tell, tell me not to do this. Yeah, uh, I'll be Christmas shopping at the mall. I'll be like, John, you know, pushing through people. And <laughs> no, dude, just start the Jaguars, John. You're a late-game Christmas shopper? I have – I'm about 50% done okay. at this time. I'm more than that. Amazon's the greatest thing for Christmas mm-hmm. shopping. Really, yeah, I'm, I might sneak around on Amazon, but today it's all—it's all. I don't know. Today's a full day, so I don't know if I'm going to have time to do that. But I'm—I'm taking Friday off, getting to getting out there early, and hopefully wrapping everything up. So I actually looked at your. So you're going to Lambeau Saturday night. Yes. You live in Madison. In Madison. Near yes, I live in Madison, but I'm going to, after I'm done Christmas shopping, on, <coughs> excuse me, on Friday, I'm going to go back to Oshkosh. That's my hometown. It's Got about, it. you know, 90 minutes north. Okay. So it's about 90 minutes north of Madison. So it's, it's right smack dab in the middle. So from Oshkosh to Green Bay is like an hour tops with traffic. Got it. Okay. Because I was thinking about, you know, you taking a two and a half hour drive home after a Saturday night game. That's pretty hardcore. So, mm-hmm. which I, no, I wouldn't put past you. I would expect you to do. Certainly. No, I'm going with my brother. I might be able to talk him into driving. And we haven't quite ruled out finding a, a bus from a tavern in Oshkosh. <laughs> nice. because That's really, really common in Wisconsin. That's that's a cool way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just take a bus and they usually offer some deal where they'll, I don't know, they'll make you breakfast and give you all the beer and bloodies you can drink and, and the ride for, I don't know, 50 bucks. Just throwing that out there. They do that kind of thing in Wisconsin all the time. That is a good to see. This is, Pe- this is good, Pe- good, smart football watching right there. Yes, exactly. I mean, people that don't even uh, go to the games or don't have tickets, they'll just go on the bus ride up there to just be part of kind of the game day experience. And tailgate. I would been sit, sit out in the parking lot on a Saturday night and tailgate with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be a little bit chilly. I think we're getting down to the low 20s here. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get some snow. I, I guess we'll see. That'll be fun to watch. Saturday, Saturday night snow game in Wisconsin in December sounds like a fun thing to, to watch on TV, not to sit in for me. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, know. yeah. And, he, and even if Rodgers doesn't play, at least they may be spoiling the Vikings' chances of home field. So it could be all right. All right. I might have fun. I think you will. 
Folks, listeners to our podcast and get a free 10-day Rotowire trial at rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Check it out now, rotowire.com slash pod. Jake, what do you got going on this week? This is our this is our this almost our last week of helping people. You won't be with me next week for those who are playing in week 17. So, so what do you got to help everybody out? Yeah, well, I will do a uh, little bit of a live chat again tonight for anybody that's got questions in the uh, championship game for championship week. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised last week. I got, I got a ton of questions on the live chat. So uh, um, hopefully I helped the, these guys out and help you guys out. And we'll be able to, uh, you know, touch base here one final time because it'll probably be my last Tuesday live chat of the year with the whole holiday week and stuff going on. So uh, that's pretty much what's on the docket tonight as as I prep for my fantasy championship and, and third place games and hopefully help you guys as well yeah i gotta tell you everybody um like i said this is the last show jake and i are doing for the season and dude you bring it every week every week yes, you, you bring you great stuff mm-hmm. yeah you too john it's it's always very much a pleasure you know we take team this outline get very comprehensive coverage and and i and i hope we're able to help you guys because uh, it's just as much about the listeners as more about the listeners of course than it is about us absolutely all right um folks if you like this podcast we always like to remind you to leave reviews and ratings we really appreciate them uh thank you for listening to this edition of the road of our fantasy football podcast sponsored by FanDuel. remember if you have any questions on twitter jake is at jake ski 52 whether it's football for this week um the ufc stuff whenever college basketball whatever at jake ski 52 on twitter hit him up there uh our next episode is going to be coming on thursday tim heaney and i are going to preview the week 16 fantasy championship week slate so please come on back then for jake latarski i'm john halpin see you next time whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.